Hello, this is Chastity White Rose here with another episode of I'm Transgender But. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how I'm transgender, but I'm a floral clerk at Hy-Vee. Now, here's the interesting thing about Hy-Vee. For those of you who are around the world in strange places and don't know what Hy-Vee is, Hy-Vee is a grocery store. So it's like Price Chopper or Walmart or, you know, other stores that sell food. Most of what they sell is food. Um, and, of course, other things like, you know, diapers, toilet paper, Kleenex, paper towels, pads, tampons, all the non-food stuff. But they also have a floral department. And the unique thing about me is... I started off as a courtesy clerk and then a health market clerk and I've even been an HBC clerk but my favorite department so far has been the floral department. Now one of the things I like about the floral department because you know we sell flowers and flowers are beautiful is that it's for the soul whereas the rest of the store is about what your body needs. You need your food and you need your toilet paper because you're gonna shit you know all that stuff but um, Flowers are simply to look good, to smell good, to make people feel good. The purpose of selling people flowers, having beautiful flower arrangements, it is, you know, to, for people to express their emotion and show people how they love them. And, you know, so we sell flowers. That's what we do. And there's a lot of work that goes into that. You know, there's the their flowers are delivered in boxes. We cut, we cut them at, and put them in, in water and, you know, we have organized them into buckets and we put them on displays where customers see them where they're on sale. You know, there's a lot of cleanup to do. There's a lot of things. And then, you know, all day long, um, customers are coming to the counter wanting to buy something or they'll be calling on the phone wanting to place an order or asking us if they, we have something in case they want to come to the store and get it. So there's all kinds of things that I do as a floral clerk. And people don't really know what goes into a, uh, the, a job of being a floral clerk. And since I've been a floral clerk for a really long time, I'm probably qualified to uh, tell you quite a lot about it. The idea of being a floral clerk is actually a simple job if you think about it. The idea is to receive the flowers, keep the flowers alive as long as possible, and sell the flowers. That's the basic idea. But the different forms of which we sell the flowers, it could be a bunch of flowers in a vase. It could be just bouquets. Now, <coughs> a bouquet is flowers wrapped in paper or some other kind of thing. Whereas an arrangement usually means that it's in a vase uh, or some urn or whatever, and it was arranged by a designer. Usually that's the case. Now, when I first started out, I didn't know the difference between a bouquet and arrangement, and I often use them interchangeably. Um, but they do have different meanings, and my former manager uh, explained that to me because we did have a confusion on an order because of that. <coughs> anyway, so um, like I mentioned, we have to keep the you see, we first we cut them so that they will receive the water, and we put them in special water, not just ordinary water but water that has flower food and or things that help keep the bacteria away. So, because we have to keep the flowers free from disease. Now, of course, they will die eventually because they have been cut 
from their original roots that were in the ground. So they will die, um, but they're shipped to the various stores, and there's actually a separate company, <coughs> um, FDI, Florist Distributing Incorporated, that um, sends uh, the flowers to Hy-Vee and perhaps other places that I'm not aware of. So the main thing is it's not too hard to be a floral clerk in, this, in the sense that you could be a high school student. You could just be a, a high school student. You could be a teenager and you can be a floral clerk. However, there does seem to be a shortage of of teenagers who actually show up to work. There is a reliability problem. And part of that is because teenagers are unreliable. <coughs> now, those of us who are older and have been responsible adults in our, our 20s and 30s and 40s and beyond, you know, we, we know what we're doing generally. And I'm sort of a newcomer to the floral business myself because it was only after I lost my full-time job with another uh, government contract company that I went back to Hy-Vee at the Hy-Vee in Independence close to where I lived at the time. And I got to know the designer and the managers then, but you know, people came and went and then eventually I had to leave that store, even though I loved it because I had to move back to Lee Summit and it's too far to walk to Independence. Anyway, so I've been enjoying the floral business. I like what I do. And the hardest part, if I had to say the hardest part of the entire job, is taking orders over the phone. Because when you're taking orders over the phone, it's easy to hear things wrong over the phone. Whereas in person, when you're writing an order, the person is right there in front of you. And if you write something incorrectly, they're going to they're gonna let you know. But when they're over the phone, they're trusting you to get the information right. So who they're sending something to, what day and time, what, what the address is, the contact phone numbers, and the credit card information. And another thing that's important to know is <coughs> when people provide us our, their, when they provide their credit card numbers because they're in a different state and they're trying to place an order, we keep that information very private because it is their credit card information. But first of all, um, after we ring up the orders, because we have to use have to type in the numbers manually into the register to run their credit card for the amount of what they're sending. But uh, then we keep the order forms locked away in a thing that we lock at the end of, of every night uh, of the cubby holes. They have. The, uh, one for every day of the week and a few extra boxes, one things that's already done. I think another one might be for problem orders or something else. So we lock everything up. So during the day, the floral uh, employees are there and they're guarding everything. But when they, before they, the last person leaves, they lock everything up. And usually that tends to be my job. I know at the uh, independent store, I was frequently the closer. <coughs> now, the closer uh, is kind of an interesting job. Now, what I did not like about being the closer is that when the managers and designers are gone and I'm the only one left there and I'm just a floral clerk, I don't have access to the advanced information that only those people know, such as the price of a certain item or where they may have placed an order for a wedding or a funeral. 
So there's a lot I don't know. So most I can do is, you know, give the con, you know, the card um, of of information for the other people, or or tell people to come back, or or might I might even be able to let them know when that pr a person is coming back next time, when the manager's in, or when one of the designers is in. So there are times when I can't answer customers' questions because my main job is to act as cashier, clean up the shop, you know, restock the flowers and take orders and all that stuff and make sure I lock things up. Interestingly enough, I've never really been an opener. Well, I, I, okay, there was that one time <laughs> I opened the shop. Um, and that was when, even though I was still in independence, they had nobody to run the floral department um, on a Sunday in Lee Summit. So they, I was actually requested by the HR manager of the Lee Summit store to run the shop that day. So I was all by myself, and it was my first time there. There was no manager, no designers, nothing. So I figured out some things. I, I knew that the keys would most likely be in the cash register drawer. So I was, I, and I had to borrow a manager's code because I did not have codes at that store. But I got the keys out, unlocked things, I found some papers of deliveries that were supposed to be made, and there was a driver that showed up. But I had to figure out the whole shop all by myself that day. And I just did what I could. And I did pretty good for it being my first time because, yeah, I had had a year and a half of experience as a floral clerk, but I was new to that shop, and I did not know where anything was. I didn't know where the papers for various orders and other things like the shrink was. So I had to figure it all out. But you know what? I did pretty good. And it was better having me there than having nobody because if nobody had been there, then all the customers that were calling on the phone or expecting their deliveries or coming to the counter with questions or wanting to buy something would not have been served. So even though people don't know much about what a floral clerk does, there's actually quite a lot to it. In fact, um, it's a lot more responsibility than, say, being a courtesy clerk or a health market clerk. Because when you're a courtesy clerk, you know, you sat groceries, bring in the cart, you know, empty the trash, maybe clean the bathrooms once in a while. Um, and so being a courtesy clerk, it has a lot of physical demanding stuff. But I would say being a floral clerk is more mentally demanding. Just because you have customers coming, you have to make sure each customer is getting what they want. And it's not so bad except around the holidays like Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. But they usually have a lot of staff on at the time. So yeah, I mean, that's the basic rundown of being a floral clerk is you're selling the flowers, helping the customers get the flowers and balloons. Although, let me tell you about balloons. So we also blow up balloons. Now, balloons can be kind of expensive to have blown up. And that is because apparently there is a helium shortage in the U.S. right now. Um, and helium is very expensive. So, um, but we do, for those who are willing to pay, we do blow up balloons with helium. And a lot of people like having that done. And I've gotten very skilled at, um, at tying the strings. In fact, the designer of the independent store, who, which is one of my favorite people, by the way, um, he taught me the way of tying the balloon string into the balloon. Um, while you ha are still holding it after you've just blown it up. 
it, it's something I would have to show someone for them to get. And it took a lot of practice, but now I can tie balloons extremely fast. So yeah, I mean, I think that's the basic idea of it because I don't want to go on too long and bore everyone. But being a floral clerk is actually a pretty rewarding job because you're getting to help people, you know, when when they want to give somebody something for their birthday or to send a piece lily to someone's funeral just to know so they know the family knows they're thinking of them. There's just a lot of emotional stuff that goes into the floral department and I like that. It's very social, it's very emotional, even more than it is physical. And I just like being a floral clerk. I will say though, um, I do sort of miss being a health market clerk. I, I don't think being a health market clerk is the best fit for me. I think I do best in the floral department. But I also did very well in health market just because I know where all the good food is. Because I am very experienced with vegan, gluten-free, I'm, I'm learning about keto, stuff like that. And at the Lee Summit East uh, Hy-Vee, I know just about where every product is in the store. Because I have years of experience with that store. So the only thing that I don't really get to do when I'm at the floral department is I don't really get to run around the store helping customers find things. That is one thing I like. But I'm very helpful in the floral department. And so... I guess I just wanted to say that I really do like my job as a floral clerk at Hy-Vee. And I don't talk about it all that often, but it's probably one of the best departments to work in. And I think I've explained that pretty good. However, all that stuff being said, <laughs> there is something else I need to mention. Because I am transgender and that's no secret and I work in a grocery store which is a very public place I am seen by hundreds if not thousands of people as they are walking through the store and they pass by me whichever department I'm working in whether floral or anywhere else so there are a lot of people who give me strange looks some uh, will address me as ma'am and some sir and then some say sir and then change to ma'am or they start out as ma'am and change to sir and they just look hopelessly confused and what I like to do the way I handle the situation is is say well I'm kind of a mix um, so uh, ma'am or sir you know you're not wrong either way you see my father was a man and my mother was a woman and so I'm kind of a half-breed between male and female and then they laugh and then they feel relaxed and that, my friends, is the proper way to be a transgender floral clerk at High V. I I do hope this information has helped somebody else um, consider uh, working in the floral department if you work in a place that has a floral department. Or if you're transgender, I want you to know that sometimes you can be transgender, but you can actually be quite successful at your job. I know I have because... I was working at Hy-Vee when I first came out as transgender and I have done very well and I'm treated very well by most people with just a few exceptions like that one guy in the meat department who harassed me at the other store but all things considered most of it has been pretty good so I am transgender but I am also a floral clerk thanks for listening to my podcast <laughs> This is Chastity White Rose, and I'll talk again in the next episode. And also, let me know if there is any 
topics related to being transgender or other current events that you would like me to cover on this podcast. Because I do want to make somewhat frequent updates. Maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Just, you know, to make sure I stick with this podcast project and don't abandon it like some of my other podcasts got abandoned due to life challenges and also political disagreements with my co-hosts. Well, I guess that's all I have to say for now. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes!